You're listening to a podcast in New Covenant Church. Join us online Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Let us look at Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to be in verses 1 through 7. This is God's word. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's pray. God, this is your word. Oh, how we need it. There's so much here for us. Thank you, as already has been prayed and said. We just thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your grace that covers us when we are wayward and running away from you. You are so faithful and gracious to love us. And I pray that we would do the same with one another. There's a lot of hurt right now in our world, in our, in our country, in our city, in this church. We need you. We need you, God, more than ever. We need you. We need your, your, your wisdom. We need your love. We need your mercy. Help us now, God, to be changed by your words. Let your spirit come. Continue to be with us powerfully this morning. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So, uh, some... <laughs> So I'm getting older. Um, I I know I look super young and and uh, great, but I am you know I'm, I'm in my early 40s. I'm 42, just turned 42 in March, right before the world shut down. So I don't know if it it was a, it was a weird tail end of my birthday, but just turned 42. And as I'm getting older, I am just experiencing more things, more weird things, things that are happening in me, around me, you know, to my body, to my mind, all that. It's like more pains are happening, uh, more gray hair is, I mean, if I, because during COVID, like, hair was growing longer, we, you know, we, we all kind of just gave up for a little bit and how we looked, and so, I mean, if I could tell you how many people are like, oh, you're getting gray, like, yeah, it's been there. I've just been able to hide it, not with uh, color, but like, you know, gel, and I keep my beard shorter. But when things start growing out, it's like the grays are all over the place, and you know, more people decided to point that out to me. And uh, as I've gotten older, it's been harder to like build muscle and keep all that, and just things that were so much easier when I was younger. And one of the things that, have, that has been more frustrating has been my eyes. I have always had great vision, and I actually still have great vision far away. I can see 2020, like all that farther away. But what's been hard is the stuff up close. And like, I, I can't, I used to, I remember seeing people like doing this kind of thing, like with their, like that whole thing. And I was like, I always used to make fun of people. Like, I was like, what is your problem? How does that help? How does moving it further away help you seeing better? I get it now. I cannot, I mean, my kids would be like looking at their phone like that. And I'm like, 
I don't even understand anymore how you can do that. Like my eyes cross, everything is blurry. Like I am doing this more and more. And uh, so look, that's me now. And so now sometimes I even have this little nerdy case. I, I have these, these guys. I don't wear them a lot. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't want them. But man, they help. <laughs> so, they help. Sometimes, I mean, if I, you know, even like reading my Bible at the beginning, sometimes now it's a little bit harder. Uh, if it's the reality, I have they they help and what's happening is what are they doing they are they are taking a deficiency in my eyes like they are taking what's blurry and they're making me see clearly they're helping me to see clearly the the world around me my eyes have a problem they're weak they're deteriorating they're you know whatever the scientific stuff is happening it's just it's affecting the way i see and when i put those on man it just they correct my problem they help me to see clearly the world around. And honestly, that, that is, that's, what we're, that's what we're talking about today and what we're going to talk about for the next two or three months. We need help to see clearly. We do. All of us. We need help to see clearly because we don't see so well. We don't see things as they ought to be seen. Uh, all of us. We have weaknesses, we have deterioration, and I'm not just talking about how we visually see, but really how we process the world around us. We don't see well, and therefore we don't choose well, and we don't live well. There's degrees to that, right? If you're going sitting there thinking, well, I, I live all right. I'm, I'm. I know there are people making really bad decisions out there. I don't do that. No, no, no. We all have this issue, and it all comes out in different ways, but we are full of blurry vision. See, life is crazy. It is chaotic now more than ever. I mean, it, it's, it's a reality. We are seeing it all over the place, and, and I don't care where you fall on any given issue. It is a wild time. It is it is challenging to see all the information that is flooding us at any given moment before COVID, before all the, uh, the, the other issues that we are dealing with, with protests and riots and, and all the, the, the shouting in the streets of different needs and wants and cries. Information is hitting us at light speed every single day. Not just is it coming fast. It's just so much. It's so much. There is so much noise hitting us all the time. And it's hard to process any of it, never mind all of it. It's hard to process. It's hard to filter through all of it because that's what we need to do, right? We need to filter everything that's coming in so that we can live and choose and Honor God, which I think is hopefully what we want. That's it. How do we honor God through all of it? How do we filter the noise that's coming at us? And when I say noise, I don't mean it's just 
you know, blah, 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 like that type of noise. I mean, it's just loud and it's vast and it's all coming in at once. And we need to be able to filter that. And this, this is not new, but it's not going to get better. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we filter through all the noise to hear the voice of God so we can live well, we can choose well, we can love well, and we can be useful to the world around us. So God has given us something to help with that. He has given us wisdom. See, wisdom are the glasses. Wisdom is how we filter all the stuff coming at us. Wisdom is how we process and how we then can see what is blurry. We can see it clearer. And we can then go and decide how we're going to handle what we see. And sometimes we think, or maybe we don't think much about wisdom. We, we might equate wisdom with more knowledge, more information. Like, well, yeah, I got, all I need to do is just, I need to learn a little bit more about this. Or I, 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 need, I need more information. I need more knowledge. And that will, then I'll be wise. And, and it's not true. If, if more knowledge or more information equaled more wisdom, then everybody would be <laughs> the wisest of wise because we are not without information. See, but wisdom is how we apply knowledge. Wisdom is how we apply the information that's in us. So we can take a lot of information and we can act on that information in horrible ways. Or we take all the information in and wisdom filters that and says, okay, here's how I'm going to apply that info. Here's how I'm going to apply that knowledge in a way that is going to serve God, serve people, be a blessing to those around me. And this is what we need help in. It's what we need. See, wisdom is hearing the voice of God through the noise. And that's our series calling it through the noise, because through the noise, there is the voice of God showing us, enlightening us, leading us to live and love in a way that will be world-changing, city-changing, church-changing, life-changing. And wisdom is, it is, it's a challenge. <laughs> it is super hard. See, we, you know, if you've been around the Bible at any, for any length of time or you've heard things about the Bible, I mean, the Bible gives us big truths about life, big, massive truths like where we come from, what, what's, what, how we view our existence, how we understand about what salvation is, how we are to come to God, who he is, who we are, right? Big, massive truths. But we need more than that. We need more than just the big truths about life and God and existence. Because day to day, we are faced with so many decisions, so, so many paths on how we're to live. And that's why we need wisdom. See, God, God cares about 
the big massive truths that we understand that that's huge and, and we're not going to stop seeking those out at all. But he also cares about the small decisions of everyday life and he cares about the nuances of life because we live in a complicated world and there are nuance. When I say nuance means not everything is black, white, go this way or go this way. There are gaps in life where the Bible doesn't give us clear, exact information on what you should do in that moment. Because even if we care and listen to the big truths about who God is and existence and these massive truths, even if we care about that, we still can make a mess of our lives make a mess of our churches and make a mess of our community if we are unwise. See, wisdom helps us live in the gaps where there's not a concrete rule on what to do. Questions like, who should I marry? Where should I go to college? Do I come back to church? <laughs> Normally, that's not an option, right? It's like, yeah, go to church. What about a pandemic? <laughs> it can't go to like chapter, verse, in scripture. Do we close the church? Do we open? Do we wear a mask? Do we not wear a mask? <laughs> what job should I take? I mean, these are questions that just don't have the, the simple answer to say, well, of course, and I know some of you, live in the black and the white all the time. You're like, well, of course, you do this and you don't do this. And sometimes it is that easy and often it is just not. And I'm telling you, we are in an environment right now, not here, but we are in a, a moment in history in those times when there is a lot of nuance. There is a lot of noise coming out where we need to not just react and, and, and go after one or the other, but we need, to, we need to process and filter, and that's why we need wisdom. And one of the best places that we can find wisdom, that we can find the principles to fill in the gaps, is the book of Proverbs. See, the book of Proverbs, I want you to think of it as a coach. The book of Proverbs is like a coach for wisdom, coaches us in the wisdom we need for a long and complicated life, <laughs> okay? Because it's not a quick fix. It's not meant to be a quick fix, but principles to be applied over a long life. And so what I want to do is I want to just help give some context to the book of Proverbs so we can understand what it is, how to use it, and then I'm going to give some principles to help us think through putting wisdom into practice, and then for the next couple months, we're just going to be diving into some of these specifics, some of the categories of life that are just difficult, where we can find wisdom in the scripture to help us. So the book of Proverbs is a collection of writings, right? It's a collection of writings written by several authors. Now, at the beginning where we read, it said, from Solomon, king of Israel, son of David. See, Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs, most of this book of Proverbs, and he was also the most famous writer. He was the king of Israel, so he gets credit for the Proverbs. But there are some other contributors. Now, the book of Proverbs, as I said, was written by Solomon mostly. He was the king of Israel. He was the son of David. We all are familiar with David. Uh, 
think, you know, King David, slingshot, giant, right? We, we know some categories for who David is. So Solomon is his son. Solomon does a lot of wonderful things in scripture. And he was known for being really, really, really wise. See, what happened was God visited him in a dream and said, hey, I'll give you anything you want. Just tell me. Offered him this. And Solomon said, I want wisdom. God said, that's, that's a really good request. I'm not only going to give you a little bit, I'm going to give you a lot of it. <laughs> and this is one of those areas we can go to God with. We see it in the New Testament also. Like Wisdom is one of the things we should be praying for all the time, and it is so near and dear to God's heart that he floods us with it when we ask if we really want it. So Solomon becomes super, super wise. Uh, he was not perfect at all. He made lots of mistakes. But really famous for that one story, right, where the two moms come to Solomon, and they, they, there's a baby, and each mom says, no, that's my baby. And the other one's like, no, that's my baby. Solomon, king, help us figure this out. What does he do? He's, <laughs> he says, says, all right, we're going to cut the baby in half, and each of you can get some, and then we'll all be happy. And the fake mom says, yep, good idea. I'll take half. And the real mom goes, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Uh, take it. She, she's the mom. We'll give it to her. Solomon says, oh, now we know who the real mom is. That's Solomon. Why is Solomon? So he wrote the book of Proverbs, most of the book of Proverbs. And what this book was for was to help train people in wisdom, was to actually help train young leaders in the country who had a desire to to grow up into leadership roles within the government, within the country, and so they use Proverbs as a training tool. So, how do we use the book? How do we use this? There's 31 chapters here, and I'm not going to break it down yet. In future times, I'll tell you how the book is broken up, but I want to give us a general understanding of how we use the book of Proverbs in life. Because I said it earlier, right? It's a, it's a coach. It's a coach. And what do coaches do? Coaches, they steer us. They guide us. They encourage us. They strengthen us. They warn us. And so I want you to understand that, that this book is in a we call it a genre, a, a category of literature that we call wisdom literature. And when you read Proverbs, you, you see this is different. It's like reading Psalms. It's different. It's poetry, right? It's, it's poems. It's more poetry. I want you to think of poetry rather than encyclopedia. It's principles, not promises. You may be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You say God's word is not promises. Well, it, it's different. They're principles, not promises. And I'm going to tell you why I say that, because it, it gives us principles to help steer our lives, but not always a guarantee. Let me give you an example. Proverbs 22.6. Probably are some in here or some watching that I've memorized Proverbs 22.6. You know what that was? Is? Anyone? Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. It's an amazing scripture, right? We lean on that as parents. We love that as parents. 
until our child departs from it. And then we go, whoa, what happened? Did I not train my child in the way he should go? Because it seems like he's departing from it. Or it's, it's a principle. It's a principle that says I'm going to put the work in to love my kids, to, to train them, to teach them, to value life, to love God, to respect others, to, to do the things. And I'm going to believe that all this work that I'm putting in when they're young, with the help of God, uh, is going to last. And when they're older, they are going to value those things too and live in that. It's a principle. But it doesn't always happen exactly the way we think it should happen. And so this is the challenge with wisdom literature. It's the challenge with wisdom in general. Man, it's hard. It's hard to get, but, but it's there. It's there for us. Wisdom is there for you to grab a hold of, to, to understand, to live in. There's this amazing picture just down the page a little bit on, in verse 20 and 21 that, that Solomon gives us. It's this beautiful image. Wisdom cries loud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. You see this picture. I just want you to leave that up there for a little bit because this is an amazing personification of wisdom. Uh, In the noise, wisdom is there crying out at the head of the streets, in the crowds, at the city gates. I mean, this is like, this is the center of life. Wisdom is there saying, I'm here. Listen, I have instruction for you. You can get this. I'm, I'm louder than the noise. You, you, you need to just listen. You need to filter through. Wisdom is crying out loud, determined, begging for someone to hear. And hopefully you read that and you say like, man, we need that now. More than ever, there's so much noise, so much coming at us, and we are struggling to make sense of it all. And we're all fumbling our way through it. I am overwhelmed with what I see going on around. I am on social media. I have purposed in my mind and heart to not snooze anyone, cancel anyone, block anyone, because I just, I want to keep seeing what people are saying and thinking and doing. And I'm telling you, it's, it's a no-win situation for many. And I see people trying and trying to do it well, and then I see people doing it really poorly, and I see everything in between, and people not doing anything, people doing too much, and I'm just going, man, this is impossible. It's so complex, so complicated, <laughs> not simple. And there's wisdom somewhere in all of it, in all the noise, crying out at the head of the streets, through the noise, saying, I'm here if you would just work at getting to me. And I know there are so many in all of what's happening going like, oh, you liked that, you didn't like that, you love that, you put the caring signature for it. It's like, 
there, there is so, everyone is, is, is so zoomed in on what is happening. And it's like these form, these, these, these platforms are horrible for the kind of discussions that we're having, but they're also can be useful and they're, they're there. So we need to use them. And it is, it is to try to find wisdom in the middle of all of it is a challenge, but it is there. Not only do we need to hear her wisdom crying out, we need to be her. We not only need to, to hear the wisdom and to understand it and grow in wisdom, but we need to be the voice of wisdom in our circles, our spheres of influence. Man, I want that for you. I want that for me. I want that for everyone who is watching or who will ever hear this. <laughs> I want us to be the voice of wisdom in the middle of chaos, in the middle of craziness, in the middle of such challenging and deep, painful situations. But the problem is this, and this is where the gospel comes in. We, we have... We have a problem inside of us. Sin lives in us. Whether we are Christian or whether you are, consider yourself an unbeliever, I don't really believe in that. Sin is alive and well in us. If we are, if we are believers, that the, the power of that sin has been broken by the blood of Jesus Christ, and, and we, have, we are not slaves to that sin, but it still is alive in us, and it, it works against wisdom. It doesn't want wisdom. It wants us to create our own wisdom. It wants us to find wisdom through social media, through Fox News, through CNN, through the 24-hour news cycle where everyone is giving their opinions and their own perspectives and, and, and wisdom is crying out and saying, no, no, that's not where it's at. We ignore wisdom. We craft our own wisdom. We put on the wrong glasses. <laughs> And we think it's clearing up what we're, what we're supposed to see, but it's not. It's distorting it even more. And so here is, here is the challenge. See, the Bible has a word for us. The Bible has a description of us. See, this is what, what wisdom is shouting in the streets. We see in verse 22. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple. How long will scoffers delight in scoffing and fools hate knowledge? That, that's what wisdom's shouting. Wisdom is shouting in the streets. How long? And there's the word for us when we are kind of starting out or we are pushing wisdom away is this. We're simple. We're simple. We don't like to be called simple. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to be called something like that, but that is that's where we are when we start off. We are, we are simple, and wisdom is crying out like loud in the streets and saying, hey, hey, simple ones, how long are you going to be simple? How long will you love being simple? See, simple means someone who, who, who lacks good sense. You know, you know people who lack good sense? <laughs> you know simple 
here's the challenge. We are, in any given situation, we can fall into that category of simple. See, simple isn't, isn't bad, but staying simple is a problem. Staying simple is a problem. We start off as simple, and without God, that's where we stay. Just kind of simple to simple to simple in any, in any category. It's our default setting. And without God, we, we don't have a way forward. We don't have a foundation to get us past simple. I love that song we sang, Build My Life. Man, it is the foundation. The foundation of our life is on God, who he is, his love. Without God, we love simplicity. We love foolishness. It's, it's in our nature. But here's, here's the solution. See, the solution comes at, at verse 7. It's the, it's the theme of the whole book of Proverbs. Say it with me, everyone. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Later on in Proverbs in chapter 9, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We can interchange those, right? This is it. This is the solution. You want to know the solution from being simple? You want to know the solution to hear wisdom? Because wisdom in and of itself is not the answer. God is the answer. The Lord is the answer. Faith in him. That is our solution. That is what we need. That's how we will hear wisdom. We run to him and we say, God, the fear, your, the fear of you is my only hope. And so when we say the fear of God, it's not the fear like, ah, don't hit me, God. I mean, we should be somewhat fearful of that. You don't want him smacking you. But that's not what we're talking about. See, fear here is a healthy respect, reverence awe of who God is. He is the creator of the universe. He is the Lord over all creation. He's not your buddy. He is God. And we should have a healthy respect and fear of God. The fear of God. And I'm telling you, as you engage in the situations that are surrounding us right now, this is your solution, the, the foundation of all of it. Do you fear God in this moment as you're about to hit send? Do you fear God as you're about to say something terrible to someone else, as you're about to name call, as you're about to put down a whole group of people, as you're about to, to, to classify this person or this entity. Do you fear God? Are you speaking in wisdom? Do you want wisdom? This is the, this is the whole theme of Proverbs, the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of of knowledge. You want more knowledge? You start with fearing God. You want more wisdom? You start by fearing God. And I'm excited. You know, we're going we're gonna to unpack a lot of this stuff into ways that are hopefully very practical and applicable for you and for me so that we can grow in wisdom. But I just want to give you a few things to think about as we, as we think of how do we fear God in a better way? How do we seek wisdom in life so that we can love him, honor him, love our neighbors well? 
love our city. It's not easy, but as you seek wisdom, I want you, I want you to remember a couple of things, three things. It takes time, it takes training, it takes time, and it takes trust. Training, time, and trust. Before I jump in here, I just want to say, I, I'm so glad that the kids are with us today. And I know it's challenging for, for, for our young ones here to sit and listen to me for this long. Thank you for bringing your kids. We have a lot of grace for you, even as my kids are like doing all kinds of crazy stuff up here. Um, don't worry. It's a safe place. If your kids make noise, hey, we're going to love on them, okay? This is part of living, uh, living together through crazy times. So if you're home and you're like, I don't want to bring my kids because I don't want to disturb anything, bring them. We're going to work on folks to, to be gracious and loving and kind because we want to see you here. Um, so I just wanted to say that. I'm just grateful to see children walking around, loving, running around. And if you're around them and you're feeling like, ugh, I wish they'd stop, just stop. You're, you'll be all right. Let the kids, let the kids be kids. They'll, they'll, they'll be all right. Uh, soon enough, we'll have our children's ministry running, and we'll just, you know, cart them off back there again, once again. Just kidding. Training. What do I mean by training? <sighs> wisdom's hard. Getting wisdom's hard. We need training. We need to train ourselves to get wisdom. You want to grow in wisdom? It's going to take effort. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take intentionality. We never drift into the good things of life. I'm just telling you that right now. If you think we were just on a little vacation, we did a tubing thing down the river in like freezing cold water and, and we'll tell some stories from that in a little bit, but it was like a very mild river, but somehow I ended up in the water like two or three times. One was because the spider was crawling on me and I purposefully got out. Another was because what I considered a category five rapid, which really was like a dribble of water, just collapsed my raft. I went over, smashed my apple water. Like it was just, it was a whole thing, but we drifted to all the wrong places, right? That's just what happens. When you drift, you drift wrong. If you're just going through life, like God, if you want me to have wisdom, just give it to me, show me. But you're not going to put any feet to that. It's not going to happen. You're going to be unwise. Wisdom takes training. Just like in the physical world, you, 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 you will never just get fit. You will never just get muscle. It takes effort. It takes work. It takes, time. It takes, it takes a level of training that pushes you. Paul says this in Titus 2. He says, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. See, God's grace comes and it teaches us, it trains us. But I'm telling you, you don't grow in those things unless you have failed at some, put the effort in, how to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. So we have to train ourselves to hear the voice of God through the noise. We have to train ourselves to hear him through the noise. And I get it, man. Like I have, this is another issue as I've gotten older, and I, you know, I, I did music for so long, and we've been around a lot of loud stuff. And so now when there's a lot of noise happening and you're like trying to talk to me, I'm very distracted. I can't, I can't, 
rabbit. I, I get that. That's the problem with all of us. We don't always hear through the noise, but that's what we have to do. And so what we do is we take the book like this uh, of God's word and we read it and we study it and we listen to it and we focus on it. So I'm going to challenge everyone, go through Proverbs slowly for the whole time we do this series. Be in Proverbs every single day. Read it. Listen to it. Underline it. Highlight it. That's a, that's a way that we can train ourselves. I'm going to also tell you, force yourself to be around wise people. Force yourself to be around and listen to wise people. You'll be able to figure out who those are. Most of the time, it's going to be more about like buying a book or reading a book from a wise person than just you know, reading a Twitter post by one. Read books, listen to wise people, and then begin to put that into practice by making wise decisions, by thinking through. This is all a part of training. It's part of training our minds, our hearts, our spirit to hear wisdom. That's shouting in the streets. We want to train to hear that. I know my kids, if I don't care what's going on around in the world, if I shout one of their names, they know my voice because I've trained them to hear my voice. Doesn't mean they always listen to my voice, but they can hear it. And when you do something foolish or unwise, own it, recognize it, repent of it, and learn from it. Guess what? You're going to do something foolish. You're going to do something unwise. When th that's part of training. It's you, you fail. You're like, oh, that was so. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. Own it. Apologize, and then grow and learn. I'm going to ask the worship team to, to come on up. I could say a lot there about training, uh, but we're going to we're going to close up. Uh, it takes training. It takes time. Look, time, that's just, that goes hand in hand with training. Training, if you're going to train for anything, it, you don't just put in a few minutes and expect like, oh yeah, you know, you don't go to the gym, lift for five minutes and say like, oh, I'm huge. Like that's all I needed. No, no, you, it takes time. It takes time. The, the, Proverbs is not a fortune cookie. Okay. It, it's not a quick self-help book to upgrade your life. This is the long haul. Training takes time. Wisdom takes time. There are no shortcuts. Allow time to be built into what you are doing, into the to process. One of my favorite scriptures, it's engraved on my, on my citadel ring in here. It's Hebrews 12, 11. It says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. Later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And you're looking for the later. I mean, now, yes, but you're putting in the training, the time, because it's doing something in you. It is working in you so that later you will reap the benefits of it. And finally, trust. And this is huge, right? It's one thing if the voice of God is yelling in the streets, wisdom, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. This is, this is who I am. This is God. You have to believe that that's the right voice. Trust that his voice is the right voice. Because I'm going to tell you what, it's not always going to seem right. It's not always going to feel right. Because what feels right is everything that makes me feel comfortable, everything that makes me feel 
warm and fuzzy, everything that agrees with me, that's what feels right. But trusting in a voice that is going to be very different than what I feel, that is hard. That takes training. That takes time. So if all you're doing is surrounding yourself with everybody who is just echoing back to you the same things that you believe that you you're not growing, you're not training, you're not trusting that God might be saying something different because God comes and he says, look, you want to gain your life, you got to lose it. <laughs> that doesn't feel good. Right? You want to come after me? Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. That doesn't feel good. That doesn't seem like wisdom. You're like, what? I'm going to take up an, ec- a, a, an instrument of execution. That's wisdom. That's what I'm supposed to live. Yep, that's it. And God is like, that's my voice. Listen. It's all upside down. It's not going to feel right in the moment, but it is the wisdom of the Lord. Proverbs 3, one of the famous verses in all scripture, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I'm gonna tell you what, when God makes straight paths, it means he is bending what has been bent improperly. What's been twisted, he is bending back into place. And that hurts, it's uncomfortable, but we want that voice, that God straightening us out. So if you're uncomfortable in a conversation, if you're uncomfortable with a lot of what's happening around the world, there is is problems stretching all throughout the, the spectrum. Run hard after the fear of the Lord. Run hard after wisdom to say, God, you might be challenging me to to think differently now. Show me. I trust you. If you have never put your trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, for the direction of your life, now is the time. Today is the day. Run to him. Run to that voice. Say, "I, I need you. I trust you. I believe you are God, and I want you as the Lord of my life. I repent of my sins, and he will meet you. He will begin that process of training and wisdom. This is what we need. And you know what the good news is? In him, there's hope. There's hope. Hope that all the wrongs in this world will be undone, will be made right, where ultimately in the end there will be no more injustice, there will be no more sadness, there will be no more killing, there will be no more hate. He brings wholeness, and we want that as much as we can in this life now, but it is not ultimately for this life. It is the future to show us that that this is not our home. Trust in him. For those that do believe, humble yourself before God. Say, I need you, Lord. I need wisdom. I want to love my brothers well. I want to love my sisters well. I want to represent you well. God will do some amazing things in your life. Imagine if we just soak ourselves in in the wisdom of God, 
how that will change the world, change the city, change the landscape of social media. And look, there are always going to be fools out there. We're going to trust God to, to not be one of those fools. That he will give us a voice for life and for change. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you. We need you. Help us to grow in wisdom. Help us to build our life on the foundation of your word, your gospel, your love. Holy, holy, holy are you, God. There is no one like you, none beside you. Open our eyes to see you. Help us become wise so that we would honor you and serve our city. In Jesus' name.